And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Get the popcorn ready. It's game time, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a team that is known as Stoppers. Stoppers. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Every single play, go take it. Bring that juice. Let's go get it. Come on. Chicago's best Bears coverage. Go Bears. Go Bears. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. The Bears angst in general. Everybody's like angry about it, I feel like. Just relax. From The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. This is just how it is. It's a range of emotions. It's a range of feelings and hot takes. Here they are. Fiery, feisty, and frequently ill. The Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you as the great Chicago thaw begins. Get those sump pumps ready. Those sump pumps ready. (laughs) Hopefully, we keep the water out of our house. Clear those gutters of ice as a foot of snow in our roofs melts. See some of the icicles around Chicago? Yes. Did you see the video of? Uh, the time time lapse from the Hancock building of the ice melting, I should say breaking away on Lake Michigan. No, no. It's awesome. There's like an enormous island that just started to crack off Friday, and it just drifted out into the lake. And then they did like a rapid time lapse of all the other ice, and it just like sort of chips away like in little pieces it's so cool. You got to see yeah, it. I'll check it out. I have seen the pictures of the the roof to ground icicles that have formed around Chicago, like the, the, the four-story apartment buildings where the icicle has formed down the stairwell. We had a couple long ones. There's one down my block over here, at least 10 feet tall or long, wow. I should say, as it drips off somebody's roof and damages his gutter, <laughs> rips his gutter yes. off. That's what I'm worried about. Ugh. All right. Well, um, we'll make it through this. But the icicles are cool. These videos are cool. You know what else is cool? Our t-shirts are cool. You can get the t-shirts on obvious shirts. We encourage you to do that if you missed them last week. But welcome in. Hogan John's with you. We have a special quarterback episode for you here. We never talk about quarterbacks ever on this podcast. What are they? <laughs> uh, but for real... Carson Wentz, no longer an option. We need to sort out what's what's the priority here and what's realistic, quite frankly, too. So um, I have a feeling Johns is going to be the voice of reason in this podcast, and I am going to be shooting for the pie in the sky. So like a usual podcast, but yes. Yeah, basically like normal. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Our great producer is Kent Garrison, and you should read us at NBCSportsChicago.com. That's where you can find me. I have a breakdown of Mac Jones today, Johnsy. 
It's not out yet as we're recording. Should be up by the time you listen to this. Maybe that's a guy who ends up on our list here. A quarterback mm, that we need to discuss. Maybe. I think Kevin Fishbane just drafted him in the athletic beat writer mock draft. Oof. At number 20? Is there number 20. All right. Put a statue in Matt Nagy's offense. Enjoy that. He's he's more mobile than that. But okay. Now, well, I have a feeling that name is going to come up here a little bit more uh, in this episode. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through our top options, talk about what's realistic. To set this up, I first want to bring up the what seems to be pretty much confirmed at this point, the fact that the Bears never actually put in an offer for Carson Wentz. Johns, how much do you put that on either A, the fact that if Wentz really didn't want to come to Chicago, what's the point of even putting it up? an offer because if you're going to fix that guy's career, you need to have him fully invested. Or B, they don't want to commit to Carson Wentz this early in the process. There's other options out there. The Colts now are locked into Wentz. That's their guy. What happens if some of these other guys we're about to discuss become available or are more realistic as this offseason goes on? You don't necessarily want to be locked into Wentz. So, is it A, B, or both? Yeah, maybe C, all, all of the above there. You don't want to have buyer's remorse and Carson Wentz after that disastrous season, do you? No. And let's be, let's be like, so there's a conditional pick that the Colts gave up, but if you look at the what those conditions are, the guy's just got to play 75% of the snaps, and it becomes a first-rounder. The second-rounder becomes a first-rounder. So the compensation, I'm sure, was a factor. I'm sure the Bears didn't like how the Eagles tried to do business. All those false rumors. There was so much smoke coming out of that city, man. It was unbelievable. So I'm sure that Philadelphia was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the Bears didn't like how that proceeded publicly in the media, all over Twitter. Just bad information, bad tweet after bad tweet. It, it it is what it is, right? But so I'm sure the Bears didn't like that. I'm, I'm sure they didn't like their conversations with the Eagles, and I'm sure Matt Nagy didn't like what he heard from Doug Peterson when he did his own research. Bears did their homework. I don't mind moving on from once, and that's what we're going to do too. That's the whole point of this podcast. But that kind of sets the ground. So Wentz, not the guy. Who's left as an option? I know you love my whiteboards. I got. I got some whiteboard action going on here, Johnsy. We got the quarterback whiteboards. We got teams, quarterbacks, colors. It's fancy. All different colors. I can't read your writing, though. Fix that. That's okay. Nobody can. Fix that. Just so everybody listening, because this is not live on YouTube, that was a literal whiteboard he held up. It's a little bigger than his old draft one. His draft one was this tiny little thing. Couldn't read anything on there. Except Mitch Trubisky's name, unfortunately. That's true. I would hope that the Bears have a much bigger whiteboard, similar to a draft board. Uh, It may even be in their nice, fancy draft room, for all we know. But somewhere, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have a similar type deal going where they have realistic... Maybe some of them aren't even realistic, but their list of quarterback options that they have evaluated 
and a price that goes with that name. Just like they probably had a price on Carson Wentz, and maybe it never got to that point. Maybe it wasn't realistic, whatever. But I think it's important to, similar to a draft board, put a grade slash price on that player and be disciplined to that. Don't overreach. Don't overpay. Be disciplined to what you're setting up. So I think that's kind of what we're going to do here and talk about these options. Um, I guess I'll go first. Number one is the big fish. Kevin Fishbane. Kevin Fishbane. I would give up the world for Kevin Fishbane, right? Yeah, um, maybe. Man. <laughs> I know he wouldn't give up the world for us. No, I can guarantee no. you that. Deshaun Watson, you may have heard of him. You know, until that situation gets resolved, it may be a low probability. But I'm looking at this as we have this conversation, Johns, in the the eyes of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. What can save my job? What can give me stability? What can make my team better? All of the above, right? You have a 25-year-old franchise quarterback that no longer comes with the same questions he realistically had in the draft four years ago because those questions have been answered. A lot of them had to do about his knees, his ACLs, his thin frame, holding up. Guy's been hit more than anybody, still healthy, right? So I think Deshaun Watson's answered those questions. I have been on record, and I will continue to be, if that's ever became, if the Texans ever actually did answer the phone, I would give up a ton for him, and he'd be my number one option. So two questions for you. How much is too much? For that franchise quarterback, especially this one, and how long do you wait on the Texans? I suppose you have to answer the latter first. Like, when is your deadline with the Texans? I'm so fascinated by this whole thing. This is why we're doing this podcast today because there's so many like directions that the arrow can go in, and it's a web. Like it's, but everything's connected. So on price. Depends if we're talking draft capital. Depends if we're talking young talent already on the team. You want Roquan Smith? Whew, that's hard to give up. But at the same time, it's inside linebacker. It's not like a shutdown cornerback. In that regard, if there's a player that can give you some cap relief at the same time, but the Texans aren't really in a position to take on cap either. They're worse. They're in worse shape than the Bears. So... Of course, trading to Sean Watson would free up some of that cap space, right? Let's go to the second question. How long do you wait? Because that's where things... There there could be... There's both a risk and a potential... A huge risk and a potential benefit to waiting past the draft. Like, let's say this does not get resolved until the summer. And that's probably a point in the summer where it gets so far, like, how do you even get to Sean Watson ready for the season if you're going to trade for him? But let's say it's just after the draft. Well, the benefit there could be other teams being out of it, out of the picture. Because instead of trading their draft picks in 2021, they had to go out and make their own quarterback decision. So the pool of teams going after Watson could be smaller. Of course, the risk is all those other options that you might want, if Deshaun Watson's not available or ever available, could be off the table. So it is a very risky proposition. 
So that's why I think it depends on who are these other quarterbacks we're talking about. And so for number two on my list is Dak Prescott, who again, not a high likelihood of it happening. If the Cowboys manage to screw that situation up, or if there's more concerns about, I guess if there's more concerns about the leg than we know, then you probably wouldn't want him. But until Deshaun, until excuse me, Dak Prescott's locked up in Dallas, I'm going to consider him an option. And he's a good enough option that if all of a sudden he became available like now or in March, that's a guy I'd be willing to go after now, even if it meant, I don't know, June, all of a sudden Deshaun Watson's available. Now you can't go get Deshaun Watson. June. I'd be happy June. enough with Dak Prescott. I just threw out a month. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a long time to wait. Now a Deshaun Watson's worth the wait, I would argue, but there's a lot of football decisions that are made between now on the 23rd of February and June. They may have to get that bad. Like Deshaun Watson might have to skip some team activities in order for himself to force his way out of there because it does not sound like Nick Casario has any interest in parting with Deshaun Watson for, for good reason. You have a franchise quarterback. You want to keep him. That length... That period of time in, in the middle there, there's a lot of decisions that, that are going to be made. There's going to be money spent. There's going to be quarter, quarterbacks drafted, possibly even by the Bears. That changes the compensation on their end. That, that I think the timeline of it will definitely scare off some teams. Now, they may love the guy, but there's a lot of football decisions to be made. With, with Prescott, I want to hear your number three coming up because I want to give you my top three because I'll, I'll give you the, the counter to, to some of this. But Prescott, obviously there's injury concerns. But let's be real about this. The Cowboys would be idiots to let him leave, right? It's like the, the, the mm-hmm. Texans. you got to make this work with Deshaun Watson. Cowboys, same way. You have a great quarterback, good young quarterback. Find a way to make this work. Let's not be silly about this. You got your quarterback. Make it work. But we've seen teams do stupid things before, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. So you want my number three now? Yeah. Give me your number three, and I'll give you my top three. Okay. Number three is another guy who I think is probably unrealistic. But if you're willing to give up a ton for Deshaun Watson and he may or may not be available, and you have to wait that out. Well, the one thing you know, you have to wait out the NFL draft. The NFL draft's happening. I don't necessarily know why uh, the Jets would give up a ton or would, would give up a, you know, a really good quarterback to move back, but I guess if they're getting a ton of draft capital, maybe they would do it. But this is just about identifying the quarterbacks. So the more and more I watch Zach Wilson for BYU, the more I love him. You're talking about moving up now in the draft. Yes. So this would be my third option. These are all big options. These are all big options that cost you a lot. But I am so sick and tired of this quarterback conversation with the Bears. <laughs> you have to. You have to be bold. Did you just start covering the Bears this year? <laughs> You're not patching this thing up with Mac Jones or Sam Darnold, okay? 
Who else? Marcus Mariota. I'm glad you're bringing these guys up because I want to give you the realistic options here. That's fine, but that realistic options, unfortunately, are not solving any of your problems. You're going to be the Chicago Bears for years and decades more. They're not trading up for Zach Wilson at number two. Let's be like, that's, come on. No, but as as I'm considering what I would do, if the Jets were willing to do that, if they were willing to listen for that, for trade offers there, I would give up a ton to go get Zach Wilson because I think he's going to be that good. Okay. You're speechless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I would do is trade for Deshaun Watson, but, you know, Nick Casario is not picking up my phone. <laughs> my phone call. Well, that's the problem. So, like, and this <laughs> he's gets back to the me. timeline. He's not picking up my text. He's not answering my text message. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The more and more distance we get from the Carson Wentz trade, I think it's incredibly smart that the Bears did not make that move. Because... That locks you into a situation you don't feel great about. Yeah. Like, you don't have any other options. Now you got all this money on the books. There's no guarantee Carson Wentz is going to be better. So as we go through this, as you're waiting out Watson, what are the options that you're willing to do? And here's another thing about Wilson. If you go draft Wilson, again, probably not happening, not realistic. I get that. But this applies for the other teams, too, whoever ends up with him. Let's say you draft Wilson, no matter what team you are, whether you're the Bears, Jets, whoever. And then June, I'm just bringing that up again, the Texans finally go, all right, we got to do something here. You can trade Zach Wilson to Houston. You can include him in the deal. You could. To get a sure thing in Deshaun Watson. 
So just bringing that up. Now, of course, at that point, you had given up a ton of draft capital already to get Wilson in that situation. So that might not be your best course of action. But I'm just saying. So let me give you my top three because it's this list on the Bears' whiteboard should be long too, right? You need to have contingency plans. Don't you think all these like I know these aren't I would realistic? Love to have Deshaun Watson is my quarterback. But are but these yes. names on the Bears board somewhere? Yeah, they should be. Okay. I mean, that's the process we're going. Go, through go big here. or go home. So somewhere on this board at Hallis Hall, don't forget that they they got those ceiling to floor dry erase boards in the offices of Matt Nagy mm-hmm. and Ryan Pace. I'd also include. I got to get one of those in my house here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would have, here's my top three. I'm just going to throw them out there. Tell me what you think. Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one. Oh. Number two. You know what? We got to stop. Sam Darnold. Number three, Marcus Mariota. You know what that sound is? That's the sound of five people who just hit unsubscribe on this podcast. What does that sound like? Adam, like a, they have to a, be on your list, though, Adam, because you cannot just go. Oh, yeah, they're on the you, list, but I asked you for your top three. Those are your no, top three. No, I, you're giving, of course, Deshaun Watson is going to be in my top three. Of course, I, I would throw Derek Carr in any top five as well. But I, you got to have, you have to give yourself realistic options as well. Because what for what good reason do, let's say, the Raiders have to trade Derek Carr? None, right? Who's better than Derek Carr that they can get right now? Nobody. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's what I mean. So this list on your ceiling to floor dry erase board at Hallis Hall has to include these names. Ryan Fitzpatrick, free agent, be had. Probably better than Nick Foles. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Sam Darnold, young guy. Probably could be half for a late round pick, mid round pick. I don't buy that second round pick crap. Come on. Do you? For Sam Darnold? Yeah. No. no. Okay. Yes. Same story as the Eagles asking for two first-rounders for Carson Wentz. Yeah, no thank you. And, and Tariq Cohen and uh, Nick Foles <laughs> and George McCaskey's letter jacket. Well, that deal's off then. And uh, Mitch Trubisky's Camry. Like, what's the price for Marcus Mariota? A fifth-round conditional pick? One of your comp picks you're going to get in the sixth round that could, I don't know, be used? Yeah. Affordable options. I, I, I think my argument on this, and I know people are probably you know hitting their dashboards or whatnot or moving ahead in the podcast, but these guys- Or moving, moving ahead to 2022. <laughs> these guys got to be on your podcast. Got to be on your podcast. Got to be on your list. I hope they're not on the podcast. Nick Foles has entered the chat. If, if they're on the podcast. But that's the point. Like You cannot just go into 2021 and stand up there. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy cannot be there at the start of training camp and be like, we believe in Nick Foles. He could be on the team. Well, I agree, but if they go into training camp, we believe in Marcus Mariota. Is that much better? It's better than just having Nick Foles. Yeah, but... You got to take some other swings at this. You can't just go into this season thinking Nick Foles is going to be your guy. Maybe that other guy's a, a, a quarterback. You know, I, I do have Mac Jones on my list. I'll give you him. He's number four. But I don't know if, how I I would wait him out to number twenty because I think you get him at number twenty. But you don't like Mac Jones. No, no. Let me be clear, and this should be up by the time you listen to it. I the more and more I watched Mac Jones, the more I actually liked him. 
He's, he might be the most accurate quarterback in the draft, to be honest. His accuracy is really good. He f- throws a beautiful deep ball. Uh, yes, a lot of times those guys are wide open. And yes, he's almost always in a perfect pocket because that Alabama offensive line was awesome. That makes the evaluation tougher, but not in the sense that he's going to need that at the next level too. You know, So he is best suited to go to a high play action offense with shifts and movements to help pre-snap reads behind a good offensive line and a strong running game. And the problem is, that's not the Bears. You know you know who else needed a good offensive line to win a one big game? Magic Mahomes. Every quarterback needs help up front. I, I know what you're saying. It's just, yeah. yeah, but Mahomes can run. Well, not that game, but... Um, <laughs> Well, he was hurt. I know, I know. Um, but look, and you're you're also right. Mac Jones has more mobility than he gets credit for. He's he can move his feet and navigate the pocket, but and get outside. But when he gets outside, his accuracy drops tremendously. So he just doesn't give you much off schedule ability. He's limited, and I and I I wrote and this is in my breakdown. I think the best absolute best case for Mac Jones is a Matt Ryan career, which is pretty good. <laughs> if, if you're Ryan Pace and you're saying that, yeah. That's no, I said, the, I said the best absolute case. I didn't say the realistic case. Oh. I said that's the ceiling. And then what's, the, is what, Matt Ryan. what's your floor? The more realistic case is probably Nick Foles or a slightly better Kirk Cousins, your guy. The floor? I think the Bears would. Well, the floor is always a bust. Somersaults and cartwheels. They have a Kirk Cousins right now. The floor is probably AJ McCarron, another Alabama quarterback that had great offensive line and weapons to throw the ball yeah. to. No, I get that. I get that. And was just limited at the next I level. I think Mac Jones probably helped himself a little bit by going to the Senior Bowl as opposed to AJ McCarron. Remember that? Who did not go to the Senior oh, Bowl? Oh, yeah. Yep. Dropped to the third round. Everybody wanted to see him down there in Mobile. You know, that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek comment about Mahomes for me, but I look, these quarterbacks always need help. Everybody obsesses. I think if there's one lesson we've learned from Deshaun Watson and what how much of a mess the Texans came, came to be last year, like as good as he was last year, that, that team still stunk. As good as his numbers were, that team stunk. That team, as good as Deshaun Watson was, got routed by the Bears in their worst loss of the season. The Bears, the team everybody hates right now. Beat the crap out of them. So, yeah. all quarterbacks need help. That's receivers. All quarterbacks Well, of shouldn't. course they do, but let's 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 not get off the off topic here. There's a difference between quarterbacks that transcend scheme and the ones that absolutely need to be in the right spot. That's what I'm talking about here. So yes, all quarterbacks need help. All quarterbacks need a good offensive line. A running game always helps. But there are guys that transcend scheme. Marcus Mariota, Aaron Rodgers, right? Marcus Mariota? Um, no, not Marcus. Why did I say that? He does not transcend scheme. <laughs> I think scheme, the truth is <laughs> coming out. What I meant was uh, Patrick Mahomes. I had there the you go. Head. Mahomes, Mariota, Mahomes. One is much better than the other. That That's not... Mac Jones, and I think like the difference between him. I'm not saying and it is like Mac a... Jones. I'm just saying he, he, he. I think 
where this conversation gets extremely nuanced is you only have a, a handful of special quarterbacks. Let's be real. That's it. The rest of these guys, which includes your Derek Carrs, they're I agree they're part of a pack. But I'm talking about I'm talking about fit. Fit is everything. So there's it's the same reason why Carson Wentz has a better chance in Indy than he does in Chicago. If I'm the 49ers in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I might be willing to draft Mac Jones in the first round. If I'm Minnesota in the in Kubiak's offense, his son's now running it. I might be willing to to draft Mac Jones in the first round. I don't know if I'm willing to draft Mac Jones if I'm the Bears at number 20. Second round, then maybe I'm willing to take that chance. But not I don't know that I'm willing to take that chance at number 20 when there's going to be a, you know a solid tackle on the board or something like that. Well, there's two drafts. I always say this. Quarterbacks and the rest. Yep. Mac Jones isn't going to last at the Bears' second round pick. So he's number four on your uh, – no, he's not. And I, I'm in agreement on that. He's going to go in the first yeah. round. So he's number four on your uh, quote-unquote realistic the, the, list. The, my number five. Go ahead. Say your, your next two guys and I'll say my fifth. Well, so my number four on my unrealistic list is uh, is Derek Carr. So the Bears like them some Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr because Derek Carr is – he's Mac Jones except – a much better arm. You already know what he's done at the NFL level. Uh, you know that he is actually one of the f- maybe three quarterbacks who can, honest to God, stand at the line of scrimmage like an offensive coordinator and see everything and know everything. And it, you can trust him on audibles. He's That's the great word to me about Derek Carr. You can trust him. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. He's not going to turn the ball over a ton. He's going to operate the offense to a really high level at the line of scrimmage. Now, can he transcend scheme? Can he run all over the field? Can he do the things Marcus... uh, Why do I keep calling him Marcus Mariota? What is wrong with me? This is the podcast where it's been fully revealed of uh, Adam Hogue has a slave obsession for Marcus Mariota. Yeah, even though I'm saying the Bears draft the the other guy. The Freudian slips. Say it all. Car. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Anyway, he's number four. Who's number four for you? Well, number four is Mac Jones. Oh, N- yeah. Number five is, like, I guess this is part of the Zach Wilson conversation. Like, you know one of these guys is going to to fall a bit, right, out of the top ten? Mm-hmm. Whether that's Justin Fields. Ooh, we might agree on number five. Ooh. This will be Trey Lance. Like, you know one of these guys is going to fall. Like, I wouldn't trade up for Mac Jones. I'd let that pick come to me. But I could be convinced to trade up for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Okay. So which one is your number five? Justin Fields. Okay, we don't agree. Uh, The guy, we have the same line of thinking here, though, on number five. It is another, for me, a guy in the draft and somebody I would also trade up for just like I would Zach Wilson, give up the moon for him. This one wouldn't require as much because I, I agree with you. I think this is, as much as we're talking about these guys, oh, yeah, one, you know, top four picks are all going to be quarterbacks. I'm not ruling that out, but it happens way more often that one of these guys falls mm-hmm. than they all go in the first, in the top five. So 
to me, the guy who I can see falling, and I wrote this in my Bears mock draft a couple weeks ago, is Trey Lance. I think some people are underestimating. Just Not only did he not have a season this year, but just overall, there's not a lot of snaps to evaluate. They didn't have him throw the ball a lot. The offense was actually a, in part designed to protect him. Now, he took it to a whole new level by never throwing an interception until his final game. But uh, you have to you take into account like the competition, the level of competition. Level of competition, too. So I think of all these quarterbacks who could fall, he's the number one candidate. I don't think he gets all the way to 20, but does he get to 13, 14, 15, where it's more manageable to trade up? I think so. Uh, well, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think that's a possibility. And I agree that in this spot, number five on my list, is he's there as somebody I would trade up to go get. I let him come to me too almost. Closer than a Justin Fields. Sure. Now, we saw Justin Fields struggle against Northwestern. I know, and I'm trying not to. I, that I'm stuck honestly, with you. I'm having this. I want to like be open about this, and I haven't really written or, you know, eventually I'll have a full breakdown of him. But that Northwestern game is stuck in my head, and I can't get it out. But I don't want that to be like a bias because, you know, I also saw him the year before in Evanston in person. So I've seen him twice in person, which is more than I can say for these other quarterbacks, and. Like he had a really good game against Northwestern two years ago, but for some reason this last game, and I think because it's yeah, it's more recent, it's fresher in my head, but also he should have been better, and it was a huge game. Of course, then he comes back and he did what he did against Clemson. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I Northwestern's defense is legit. Like it's a good defense, and they they managed to really make him look bad. So that's concerning. To I, I think this is the point where like, I want to rem- remind people about what happened in 2017. Look, everybody knows the Bears got crazy and traded up for Mitch Trubisky, but there were teams that passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. The, the Texans and the Chiefs started with their first picks in the 20s that year. When it became the time to move up, they did. I'm not saying the same thing plays out. Every year it is different. But it's just important context to consider in case you see one of these guys drop into the tens, the teens. Something to, to consider. I would have Fields above Lance based on the competition he's played, based on the games he's played, the, the throws he's made, <laughs> just more of them than yeah. Lance. There, there, there's some just an amazing, intriguing prospect, but... I, I I guess where I stand on this conversation is I can understand why teams would be hesitant to move up for him or select him with a first round pick. One thing I've seen and I I could see myself agreeing with the line of thinking is comparing Justin Fields to Justin Herbert last year, and I think I was guilty of this to some extent too, sort of overthinking it. And there, I think they're actually very similar, both in size, ability. Mobility. There's a, there's some similarities there, and just like don't overthink it. Look at what Justin Herbert did, despite some of the question marks that he had as a rookie this year, and 
like Fields is too talented. He's going to figure it out. I, th- I think that's a fair way to look at it. So we'll see. I'm undecided on him. Um, the quarterbacks I know I feel relatively strongly at right now, but where I feel about them is um, obviously Trevor Lawrence, number one. Then Zach Wilson. I'm really get like the more and more I watch Wilson, the more and then I think there's a gap to where I'm more at Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Pretty settled on Mac Jones because I studied him very extensively the last few days and now have a thing up on him. But um Mac let me be clear, Mac Jones is still on my list, but he's farther down because I just think that's a risky at number twenty for him with where the ceiling will be. And let me also say this too. So if we're talking about the Bears going out and getting Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott or trading the world for Zach Wilson or even trading for Derek Carr, those would be types of cornerbacks where there's no question they're your guy, right? I think you get to a certain point where whether you're drafting a Mac Jones who might not be ready or even a Trey Lance who's probably not going to be ready this year, it's probably a two moves that are made. Where some of these other guys you're talking about, where you sign Ryan Fitzpatrick or or get Marcus Mariota, it would be that move plus draft a quarterback. I think that that would happen together. Yes, yes, yes. We are synergy. Synergy. I think that's. In fact, I say that that that's probably the most realistic thing that happens out of all this. I'd almost wait out the Raiders to to release. Marcus Mario. <laughs> but why would they? Aren't they happy with him as their backup know. or is he too I, expensive? I was looking at his, I pulled up his contract right now. He's got a They did pay him eleven million dollar cap hit for next year. Okay, so this is why I am not sold that John Gruden is sold on Derek Carr. Yeah. Why do you go out and pay Marcus Mariota what you did last year? Why are these yeah. continually these whispers about because Derek Carr wasn't that bad? There's always whispers about Derek Carr, you know. I, I, but that's yeah, what I mean. Yes. You know, I, why, why doesn't John Gruden just come out? And it's not just his words; it's his actions. You don't pay Marcus Mariota what you did last year if you're 100 percent sold on Carr. You need John Gruden to fall in love with a rookie, with a draft prospect. That's what you need, where he could put Marcus Mariota in as his placeholder. For how many games that is, and you can draft this guy. Well, plus the the incentive of, of trading Derek Carr then is that you would probably get another first round pick to use on somebody else too, or as ammo. I don't know, trade up and get Zach Wilson or something like that. Yeah, yep, yep. So Carr's actually gotten better, I think, under under John Gruden. I think he knows it, but again, like he's part of the pack. As for the Bears, complete upgrade. But at the same time, just look at what Gruden's doing. You could see why he could potentially want an upgrade. That's the, that's the crazy thing about this entire conversation is for a lot of teams, Derek Carr is an upgrade, but he's leaving a team that's trying to upgrade from him. So I forget, was Carr on your list or you don't? I don't have him on. I just don't think it's, well, on the 23rd of February, I just don't think it's a realistic option. See, I think the more and more you piece that stuff together, I think it could be a thing. But All right, let's close this with a quick... Yes or no game? No. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Podcast is over. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes or no about what? <laughs> uh, would yes or no for would the Bears. Would you take him? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I think no, because I think the cost would be. Although there's no money left on his deal, yeah, there's no yeah. guaranteed money well, left on okay, his deal. Okay, there's we're adding nuance to this conversation. If yeah, I think a lot of these guys you're about to list, I would say yes to. But what am I parting with? All right, gun to your head, yes or no? You're a yes. I'm a no. Too, he's hurt too much. Alex Smith. No. No. Daniel Jones. Hmm. Yes. Okay, I'm a hell no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan. No. Yeah, I think I'm a no too. Age and money at that point. Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. I, I'm just, mm. this is where I want to reiterate. I am of the opinion you just cannot stand up there at the beginning of training camp and say Nick Foles is our guy. You, there's got to be something. Got to be something. No, I agree. I think Teddy Bridgewater falls into the uh, him plus uh, early quarterback. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the, uh, the Daniel draft. Jones would too. A Sam Darnold would too. He, as young as they are. Um, I'm going to say no on Bridgewater. Gardner Minshew. Yes. No. Sam Darnold. Yes. No. Uh, here's an interesting one. Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Yes. Why are you getting picky all yeah. of a sudden? I'm a yes on Tua. Yes on Tua. Uh, Drew Locke. No. No. You got to draw the line somewhere, I guess. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. No. No. Tyrod Taylor. Yes. No. Andy Dalton. Yes. Cam Newton. I would say yes. But I think the Bears, after passing... can't throw anymore. Did you watch that interview he did with Brandon Marshall? Yeah, he can't throw because he had COVID? I think he's extremely motivated... I wouldn't be surprised if he's back with the Pats, but... Okay, I'm going to say yes. Everything's got to be... That that ceiling to floor dry erase board needs to be filled with names. That's what I'm trying to... This is just my tiny whiteboard that I'm looking at right now. If you're wondering where I'm looking, that's where I'm looking. It's on the ground for some reason. Because I don't actually hang it on my wall because that would be kind of nah, weird. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Put it in your dining room. Um... Joe Flacco. No. Jameis Winston. I think the Bears say no. They had their chance yeah, last year. And then finally, Mitchell Trubisky. Well, the Bears' answer, I think, is no. I think it is, too. But I'll tell you what. A lot of these names we just mentioned that you are determined to keep the Bears stuck in mediocrity with. With your yeses. Oh, Trubisky's better than a bunch of them. I know that. I would take Trubisky I, I over a lot one. of those guys. That is the great irony in all of this is that a lot of these guys we talked about today, the guy who got you into the playoffs last year is better than them all. It's better than a lot of them. But ugh, you start going down that list and it is just not pretty. It's not pretty. Gardner Minshew... Ch- Sort of, kind of intrigues me. But I would definitely draft somebody else, too. Yes. You know who got some intel last year at the Super Bowl on that that 
I don't think we all knew, and I had kind of forgotten too that he had Carm. did this. But our friend Mark yes. Carmen asked him to his face in a Radio Row interview. Asked Gardner Minshew uh, if the Bears were interested, and he basically said that he thought it was the Jaguars or the Bears. Wait, so he could have been another guy that the Bears could have drafted late in the draft or middle of the draft with like basically meaningless draft capital. Correct. Oh. And how many quarterbacks have they drafted in the last six Just years? One. Okay. Just wanted to uh, revisit. He was that. the last guy on your list. Just to remind you. But let's remember um and be clear. So Gardner you're a lot of people are gonna be like, wait, Gardner mentioned the guy who got benched for Mike Glennon? They benched him because they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Can we be clear? Gardner Minshew probably would have won them another game. I don't know about more than that, but at least another game. He's part of that multi-swing effort. If you're not getting a, a Watson or Carr or Prescott, it has to be a veteran with some experience, preferably a mid, I don't know, mid-20s veteran, and then a draft pick, man. This is... It's a mess. It's going to be fun. See, isn't this more fun than being locked into Carson Wentz? Yeah. That would have been our offseason. The off that would have just been like, okay, $24.5 million to Carson Wentz. Now what? I think you're the best answer on that Carson Wentz scenario is that the, the Eagles are paying a record-setting amount of dead money get him off their team just something to to consider yeah it tells you a lot uh, all right this was fun now we are on franchise tag watch with alan robinson yeah two weeks right which starts today and is probably almost certainly going to happen yeah so all right uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hoke at Adam Johns my Mac Jones piece is up NBCSportsChicago.com Johnsy's coverage always available on The Athletic TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns please subscribe you should be subscribed we appreciate you listening to the podcast tell your friends we don't tell you that enough tell your friends word of mouth is huge get yourself some of our t-shirts check them out um, I know they were pre-order when you ordered them last week, but I'm pretty sure they're close to coming out. So the demand was good, and the T-shirts are coming fast, and they're awesome. So uh, go to obviousshirts.com. You'll see the big Hogan Johns logo, and you can order the T-shirts there, and we appreciate that. Of course, a portion of the proceeds go to uh, helping 22Q Family, the 22Q Family Foundation. And I encourage you to check out the 22QFamilyFoundation.com to read up more on that, which is the genetic condition my son has. All right. Good stuff. Good quarterback talk. I think I feel like we're ready for the offseason now. Yes. John's whiteboard. Well, first of all, it doesn't exist. And second, no book. it has no um, solution to really get the Bears out of quarterback hell. <laughs> Mine does. Of course I would trade it for Dungeon. Be, it may not be realistic, but at least there's there's a set goal to get out of hell. Yeah, I got goals too, but some are attainable and some... 
Yeah. Well, my next goal is to make sure the ice gets off my roof without a, a lake coming through my roof. Yeah. That helps. So that's going to be my next immediate goal here in life. All right. You know what? I think we're going to have two podcasts this week. So talk to you later in the week. See ya. Y'all stay corona free, all right? And God bless. <laughs>